Well, with Christianity, it's the same thing. You don't just read to be informed. You read and you apply. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Mark Show. It's a special edition because we're at America Fest. And Fest, it's a turning point event. We're in Arizona. I got a friend, a colleague, fellow veteran, warrior brother, brother Shane with us. Thanks for stepping in the booth, man. Thanks, Have a man. visit. I'm nervous. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah me neither. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. let's go start jumping tables over. I know, right? Um. Uh, Shane, you are of that sort. When I got introduced to you, it was through social media, a scroll. Yeah. And I saw this bearded brother kind of kind of wild a little bit. <laughs> you were preaching. I was like, he's, he's close to angry, but it's passionate, <laughs> fueled by love. Yes, 100%. And I loved it. I was like, this is my kind of dude right here. And uh, so I want to have you on to kind of introduce you to my constituency, friends and followers. So let's just do a quick recap. You served in the military. Who were you with when you were deployed? I was with the 1st Special Forces Group, Yeah, Airborne. So... Why didn't you join the Marines? That's what everybody what? watching and listening wants to know. Well, they said that my uh, my IQ test was too high. So I could- <laughs> did you have a? But did you like crayons? Yeah, right. So no, my my partner when I was a police officer was a former Marine officer. Oh, so we we gave each good. other crap all the time. Hey, if we don't hassle each other, then there's trouble. Right. No, the Army got to me first. They gave me a full ride to school. Wow. And uh, I went to uh, airborne school as a freshman. Really? Uh-huh. I qualified for it. I, I, we had like an order of merit list, and I, yeah. I made the cut, and I was hooked after that. I bet so. so. You know, you get an 18-year-old kid jumping out of planes, You're it's done. over. Yeah. So I was, I was hooked. Folks, um, a lot of people understand the term special forces, but there's a pipeline to get there. How long is the schooling so folks understand SF? So for those guys, Green Berets, it's, uh, it can be up to a year and a half, depending on what kind of job you get. So like the medics have the longest track, but it's, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, but the, the selection process alone is only three weeks. But, you know, there's an old, there's an old saying, a um, hundred men they'll test today, but only three will win the Green Beret. Oh, and so good. it's like a 3%, you know, success rate of people who start from that first day who make it all the way through school. Yeah. So I got the privilege to serve with some elite guys. Nice. And uh, I, it was truly a, a privilege. You seem to have taken that spirit of uh, excellence and my wife and I call it full throttledness. Yeah. Right? Into your faith. How did you come to that point of, I mean, what made you go, I really want to follow God yeah. this way? Well, I grew up in the church for 25 years. 
Um, I was even a, a mega church drummer and guitarist wow. for several years. And I thought I was a Christian, you know, but I was living like everybody else. And I was hanging with people in the church and on the worship team, but we were doing all the same stuff as everybody else. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. And the Bible says if you compare yourself among yourself, you're unwise. And I had no idea. And uh, long story short, I got confronted by God one night, and he said, Shane, you've never lived for me one day in your life. Whoa. And I was just, I was so convicted that, man, Whoa. I am guilty before God right now. And I was, I just broke into tears and I was like, you're right, you know? And I said, I want to live for you. Because at that point, I had everything I could have wanted. I mean, I was, I was doing well in the military. I just got back from Afghanistan. I, I had a five bedroom house. I had a Mustang GT. It was straight piped. It was sick. I had a Jeep, a motorcycle. I had a cool dog. Like got I, it all. I had everything. And I wanted to be dead. Wow. Because of the trauma that I'd gone through, friends yeah. dying, relationships breaking up. Yeah. Like I was drinking all the time. I was partying because I just was trying to find myself in the world. Right. And so when God met me and he said, you've never lived for me a day in your life, I instantly knew, man, there's more to life than just calling myself a Christian, waking up and like trying not to sin, you know, I, I, my heart got changed. Wow. And so it's when people are like, what happened to you? I encountered God, and yeah. he and he called me out. You know, you remind me of a young Marine back in 1986, <laughs> June 22nd. Same thing happened, and let's talk about that conviction of God. Yeah, was it cruel, harsh, pounding, strangling? No, was it? it wasn't. Was it? No, no, it was. That's all he said. You've never lived for me a day in your life, and when God says that to you. You only have two options. You're going to get prideful and, and buck back at God. Right. Or you're going to go, man, you're right. Yeah. And and it was instantly met by his love. Oh. It was like as hard as the conviction was, it was instantly overwhelmed by his love. Okay. There's some ninjas, invisible chopping onions. Because this brings <laughs> me back to my day that I got born again. It was the same thing for me. The conviction was so clear. And I was in a church. <clears throat> sitting on the back row near back and i realized for the first time shane my sin put jesus on the cross i felt so clear nobody else right stop blaming everybody i went forward and then i started bawling mm. I, I was so unclean before god and at the same moment it was the freakiest thing it says love his love then started coming waves on me, and I'm like, I can't take it. Right. Why do you love me? And I remember <clears throat> some of you might can relate. You definitely should. Is you know, I was raised with this thing: never hit a man when he's down. Yep. You kick him, and I, the <laughs> Lord, now nah, you can kick me. I'm like, hey, right, get it done. And then he just just says love. And if you're out there. You know, going, um, you know, some of you may think you're a Christian, but you may not have ever lived for the Lord truly one day. There's such a difference between being religious and right. living for him in a real way, empowered by him. Yes. Because, like, here I am in the core, potty mouth. Uh, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, dirty books. We're going to have no fancy internet. Um, and I'll never forget, I started changing on the inside. Right. Was that... Your experience? Yeah. No one, no one had to tell me not to watch porn anymore. Right. 
I, I, in fact, I didn't even care before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, I was like six weeks after getting born again. I was like, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. You know, it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm being made new from and the I'm, inside And I'm reading out. the Bible, and I'm like, this is happening to me. And and it was as I was reading the Bible that I was like, dude, Jesus was like a military leader. Not really, but I'm making a, an example here. Yeah. He had a ministry. And then he taught his disciples to do it, and he told them to go out and do it. So it's like, I was a platoon leader in the army. I had 76 soldiers. And I'm like, dude, this is just like me giving a command to my squad leaders. Yeah. My platoon sergeant is going to give it to the squad leaders, going to give it to the team leaders. And, and I'm reading about this miracles, praying for the sick and all that. And I'm like, dude, this is for us. Yeah. yeah. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want this. And so I started going out on the street, praying for people left and right seeing incredible healings and yeah. grocery stores and malls and i've never been the same you, first time i saw someone get out of a wheelchair in the tacoma mall in washington state i was done hooked yep for me because i don't feel like i have a gift of healing minds evangelism in that way i want it i want more lord but i think he entrusts to certain people who have levels of faith now i'm a demon hunter like i yeah, like smashing on. demons <laughs> that that that's my happy place but there are so many of you listening right now. Shane and I, we're just regular dudes. Yeah. Um, and I asked my brother one time. I'm like, what? I know you believe in the Lord, but why aren't you his disciple? Mm. That, And I'll never forget, he goes, Victor, I just, I can't trust him with my life. It's the one thing that I wow. struggle with. And, you know, he, my got a brother is very wealthy and successful. Uh, you talk about a Mustang. He has the original Shelby Cobra. Oh, gosh. Uh, Those things are sick. He's got a, he got a bunch. So my heart breaks because I don't think you fully start living the way you're made to live unless you're living for the Lord. It's just my, I believe that. Because yeah. God has so much more for people. Than you can imagine. Now, it's not about perfection, is it? No. He calls us to holiness. Right. And it says, be holy as I am holy. I mean, that's a high standard. But we're not graded on like a pass-fail yes or no. Right. We have been imputed righteousness by him. So Colossians 1 tells us in verse 21 and through 23 that when God sees us because of the blood of Jesus, we are holy, blameless, and righteous. Love it. Don't have to do anything just because of our faith in him. But... Because our heart has been transformed, we should strive to live righteously, yeah. live holy. Like, living righteously matters. And when you're telling me about your, that's your brother, yeah. I think about the story of the rich man who totally. came to Jesus. Totally. And he's like, man, I've done all these things. I've kept all the commandments. You know, I've lived the law out. And Jesus says, that's awesome. Now go sell everything you have and follow me. And it says that the man walked away sad. Because he thought he was rich, but he realized that he was actually poor. And he wasn't ready to give it up and right. do the one last thing that Jesus asked him to do. And I wonder how many people are listening to this, and you would be in that same situation where Jesus is literally inviting you to follow him. You've kept the law, right? You go to church, you go to the Bible study, you do all that, but there's something holding you back. And Jesus is inviting you, and you walk away sad because you're not ready to give that up. Can I tell you that that is not a life to live at all? Um, I, I've lived a life where I felt like I had everything. And at the end of it, I wanted to be dead. And I look at celebrities and, 
and athletes who commit suicide and they have everything yeah. everybody loves them yeah there's got to be more to this thing than than trying to attain all of the stuff that the world has to offer. And I'll say this regarding wealth. In and of itself, there's nothing wrong with it. No. Many wealthy friends. Jesus knew that this was a stumbling block exactly. for this young guy because he put that stuff before the Lord. It was an idol. It was definitely an idol. And, folks, we, you know, a lot of times people who are wealthy are well-known who focus more on skill sets and giftedness versus their character, they get to that place. There is nothing else to go for. Right. Hence the emptiness, the void in their soul is so loud. Then that's why they want to kill themselves often or the enemy comes and tempts them. If somebody's right now going, I want what Shane's got. Is there like a magic prayer or is there a genie bottle? They no. Wrote? How can they have what you're talking about right now? Yeah, well, that's easy. You know, when the Lord confronted me, he said, you've never lived for me one day in your life. And I, I, I confessed. And the word confession means to say the same thing. And so when God says I was guilty before him, I never lived for him. I said, you're right. I, I never have. And now I want to because I realize that the the... The Bible is true when it says, what would it profit you to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Mm. I realized that even on accident, even as a Christian who is serving in the church, who is on the worship team of a mega church, reaching thousands of people every weekend, I was accidentally living for myself. I didn't even realize. I thought I was being a good Christian. But I realized when Jesus came to me that life is actually about waking up and saying, God, what do you want? What do you want for my life? Like, what do you want me to do with my life? What would you have me do? It is a life surrendered to him. And uh, if you want that, all you have to do is, is cry out to God and just tell him, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for living for myself. I'm ready to live for you. And then begin following him. You know, if you're going to follow, uh, I, I, I do the Dave Ramsey thing. How many of you guys love Dave Ramsey? Let us know in the comments or wherever you're watching. It's incredible. It's a good way to get debt free. How many of you know that I can't follow Dave Ramsey if I don't follow his steps? If I read the book and don't do it, I'm not following him, right? right. I'm just informed. Well, with Christianity, it's the same thing. You don't just read to be informed. You read and you apply. Jesus said, whoever hears my word and does them is like a wise person. And whoever hears it and doesn't do it is like a fool. And so I, I want to wrap that up by just saying, be wise Read the, the Bible, read God's word, and then follow it. I'm telling you, there's no more fulfillment in life than that. That's when things really change. I would invite y'all to start reading the book of John. Yes, that's my recommendation. First right? book to start. It's like, learn who Jesus is and what he did and what he said. And maybe you go to church, doesn't matter. Start there. Ask God to reveal himself to you in new and deeper ways so you can follow him wholeheartedly. Yes. <laughs> And what we need these days is warriors and worshipers put into one. And that makes you dangerous. That's what you are, my friend. Hmm. And I appreciate you being on the program. How can people find out more about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on YouTube. I'm pretty active on there. Just search for Shane Winnings. I go live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday night at 730 Central. I'm teaching, preaching. We pray for miracles. And then I'm on Instagram at Shane.Winnings. So, and do you, you have a ministry? Like a 501c3 yet? I just started a nonprofit where our 501c3 is pending, but it's called Overcomers. 
I'll be launching uh, that in January. But I do want to announce, I'm super excited to announce this now, that I'm going to be touring with Sean Foyt. Uh, All right. Doing the 50 state capital. All right. So you guys got to come out, start following us at Let Us Worship. Um, we're coming to every state capital that's, oh, that's in the a, next two years. It's going to be epic. That's that's a good mix right there. Yeah, I love Sean. I love those guys. That's, it's going to be a blast. Oh, that's God. Well, I want you to come back on the program, give us some reports from the street. And yes. You guys know I share, I share stuff all the time on social media yeah thanks for doing uh, that man of course people are gonna think you pay i pay you or something because yeah. you you're always sharing my, my non-paid <laughs> endorser uh but it's good stuff and i know people benefit from it thank you so hey i asked people two questions the first time they're on my podcast show okay the first one it's all based on perception uh that's why i had you explain sf a little bit okay and, and you talk about being airborne but what's your perception of me and my minister, me and my wife or whatever, just the perception you have of us? Wow, the perception? Yeah. That's so hard for me, honestly, because I met you first before I knew about your ministry. Right. And I would say, like, my wife and I actually talk about you guys, but, like, you are one of the most kind men that I've ever known. Wow. Like, kind is the word. Thank you. Um, you seriously, you have such a soft heart. And which is crazy because you could destroy someone with your bare hands and they wouldn't know what happened. Um, and so, but that is true. That's the biblical uh, definition of meekness. Oh, yeah. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is being able to kill someone with your bare hands, but restraining. Yeah. Power to control. We need meek men yes. walking this planet who have the ability to stop violence in an instant, but restrain themselves and actually carry around such a, a humility like you do. And so... Oh. I see your ministry now through the lens of our friendship, you know, wow. and, and how I've known you. That's powerful. Yeah. And humbling to hear. Thank you. Of course. That 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 means a lot to me. I um because I tell, you know, often tell people I'm not a nice person, <laughs> but I am kind. Yeah. Because if you see me do some things that I've had to do, even more recently in Iraq, where I heard a dude's feelings for beating on his widowed mom. You know, I knocked this guy out, and um, and what if you saw it, it, it would look violent and vicious. Oh, I, I was filmed when I was a cop all the time. Okay, so I get it. Yeah, I you, got in a ton of fights. Right, you got to do the deal. Uh huh. You, you stop the manifestation of evil. Yes, but but you could be kind, uh, which you know you don't have to be angry. To, but just on a side note, my wife. She was in the room next door when my team brought this guy in, and we confronted him, and I, you know, did the thing, and I actually kicked him. I did a like a crescent kick. I, I didn't mean to. It just kind of happened because I was like, I don't want to mess my knuckles up. Yeah, getting older. Anyway, kapak, and uh, you know, they drag him out. My wife comes in the room. Shane, first question goes, Did you stretch? Oh, my God. Because I've had surgery on my leg. I was like, first of all, how'd you know I kicked him? Right. She's like, I heard. She knows. She, she knows. The, and, I, and I was like, well, I was sitting down, and I was kind of, you know, I had my leg up a little bit. I started getting scared. Oh, my gosh. Because she's like, we've invested on that leg. And then the second question she quickly asked, she's like, did you knock him out? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay. And then she walked back <laughs> in the room. True story. Eileen's right there. You're a wild funniest, man. Funniest thing. Married to a wild woman. Second question. All right. 
And it's, um, I mean, we just, we actually just discussed it. But I ask every guest this. When Shane dies, tomorrow or probably when you're 120, we all die. What happens to you when you close your eyes? What, I mean, what happens? Why do you believe that? What's going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Christians always say that. Yep. Christians always use that one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. I the like Bible's that. The Bible's true, man. I love the Bible. Like Bill Johnson says, from cover to cover, I love the maps. I love the index. I love the glossary. That's I believe good. all of it. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm going to go be with Jesus. You know, yeah. the Bible says that Christians will never die. I'll finish with this. Okay. An unbeliever is born once and dies twice. Yeah. You die a physical death and you will die a spiritual death. But a, a born-again Christian is born twice, dies once. Yeah. I'm born of my mother's flesh out of her womb, and I'm born of the Spirit of God. Wow. And I'll die a physical death, but my spirit will never die. I'll live on forever. And that's a promise out of the Bible for those who believe in Gosh. Jesus. So that's where I'm going to be. Man, I, I love it. And it, your belief is backed by the Bible. That's right. That's what matters. Hey, I wasn't planning on this, but since you're spinning up that new nonprofit, uh, we, ATP, we want to we wanna invest a little gift oh, to help wow. you start. So we're going to... We're going to give you a gift of $1,000. Oh, my gosh, man. To, uh, Come on. Hopefully, it'll be your first donation. That's Folks, amazing. Thank we put you. our faith into action, and I would encourage you all to sponsor him. Support his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if you, for some reason, can't find him, you should be able to get a hold of us. We'll connect you all and uh, help him. He's going to be on the road for a couple of years. It, it takes a toll on the family, <clears throat> but, I mean... You and, yeah, folks, y'all going to have a blast. Yeah, Family-oriented, boom, boom, boom. Keep them in your prayers. Thank you, well, guys. Thank you. Thanks for being on the program today. Thanks, Love brother. you, man. Love you. Hey, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. That's the best fulfillment of life, even through hard times. So God bless you. Now go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 